0: The galaxy is burning, brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in the Galaxy of Madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the vengeful spirit. Hey listeners, this is Jesse here with the Remembrancers Retreat. I'm here with Dave today. We're just uh, sitting back and chatting, and we want to talk about the next event that's upcoming the Ariana Forge game. And Dave is the event organizer, and we're just going to talk a little bit about the event. Let's start off with what made you decide to do this event?
1: Hey, thanks, Jesse. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me on, too. And why I I started doing the Ariana Forge events, which for folks that are in the uh, Richmond area, They'll know the evolution of this, but, you know, I wanted an event that you could bring super heavy uh, vehicles, Titans, and Knights um, to, without feeling like you were, you know, unbalancing the game. So, I'm a lover of Titans. Uh, Anybody who knows me knows that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super deep in the lore the art uh the history of uh of titans and and so i wanted a, i wanted a format where you could bring those super big toys right titans and knights in in multiples and and not unbalance the game and then also not suffer from some of the i think when you bring a, when you bring a titan to an apocalypse like format game right mm-hmm. um you know, naturally, the the first thing that people are going to focus on is your Titan on the table, right? So they're going to, you know, they're going to focus fire it off the board, especially when you're playing on a, you know, 48 by six or uh, a 48 uh, inch, you know, four foot table by 12 foot table, you know, those right. are like apocalypse style tables, you know, mm-hmm. and rightly so. I mean, as they should, right. But it's just, um, it's not very fun. So I started out, doing Ariana Forge uh primarily to test a theory. And that theory is can you can you have a large scale, large format game with multiple Titans, multiple knights, uh, multiple super heavy vehicles, and have a dynamic, cinematic, thematic play experience. Um so, and I also wanted to tell a story, right? The story that I wanted to tell was
2: uh, a story of uh, um, um, a forge world that was set in the Horus Heresy and was seceding from the Imperium. So, uh,
1: war had broken out. You know, we're into the Horus Heresy, and this forge world, uh, Ariana Forge, is seceding from the Imperium. You now they're gonna. They're gonna take their uh, their robots and they're gonna go do what they want to do. And um, so that was that was the that was the background for the first Ariana Forge and the first Ariana Forge. Jesse, you were at actually you've been yeah. at all the Ariana Forges. Yep, yeah. I guess all all two of them. <laughs> um, so the first one you remember was uh, was on I think a four by twelve. Did we put two tables together?
0: Yeah, that? we put two tables together. Go-
1: I thought it went really well. And some of the rules that I introduced uh, to that format were all ranges are reduced to half. Mm -hmm. And then alternating activations. I didn't do alternating activations quite the same way um, that we're going to do them in this upcoming event and -hmm. and the same way we did them in the last event. But I introduced a form of alternating activations, which was uh, basically scaled. Activations, loyalist traders. So, for our listeners, if you think of uh, one side of the table, loyalists; the other side of the tra- uh, table, traders. And then your, um, I guess, your infantry models, your vehicles, everything up to super heavy, would have an activation. And then you would switch sides,
2: and then you know you come back and you do super heavy tanks. And vehicles, and then you switch sides,
1: and then you come back and you do knights. And I think we did we roll knights and titans into one.
0: I want to say so because all, all super heavies, more or less. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah. And that in that one we did. Um, and we, I think it was fun. It was a, we had a lot. It was of a lot
0: of blast. It was a yeah. huge blast.
1: Yeah, and I felt like we. I felt like that. Just including that alternating activation, it it led the, it let the game speed up a
2: little bit. Yeah. So we had we had timed, we had timed turn. Mm-hmm.
0: And also with that alternating activation, it kept from one side just sitting around for twenty minutes, yeah. rolling dice, or uh, just you know, right waiting around to, to roll dice. But uh, at the same time, there was was still the unfortunate part where Titans would still die in the first turn. Yeah,
2: we did, which is kind
0: of rough, especially when you spend the time bring out these beautiful super heavy Titans sit them on the table, and then immediately take them off (laughs) the first turn of the game.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I think that did happen. Uh, I think it happened one of my reverts actually. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. Um, You know, all of these games uh, and and events that I've I've done have uh, taught me lessons about how to be better at running events and how to create an event that that, you know, doesn't feel like it bogs down Mm -hmm. and keeps people engaged, it is is cinematic on the table
2: and allows for just great back and forth. Um so
1: that was the first Ariana Forge. Um the second Ariana Forge, I decided that I was gonna do something I've always wanted to do, which was let the rules that Forge World designed for Titans and Knights come fully into play. So If you look at the rules in Horse Heresy Black Books, so book four, book five, or Titans, um, the Apocalypse Missile Launcher has a 360 inch range, (laughs) right? Which is insane, (laughs) right? I mean, that's 30 feet. Um, So a 30 foot range is where you max out. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build a 30 foot board. which ended up becoming a 30-foot battle mat. I went out and I special ordered a a, a piece of fabric and uh, got 15 different cans of spray paint. Well, it took 15 different cans of spray paint to finish. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it was 30 30 feet by 10 feet.
2: And this was going to be the test to see if playing on a board that size would allow for the type of dynamic
1: gameplay that you know I think Titans and Knights deserve, where you can you can still move and you can still have that tactical element to the game, <laughs> where deployment and movement are important, and you're not just lining up on you know basically the other side of a 48 inch table, you're 24 inches away from each other at that point. Titans, and just shooting each other, which always felt kind of, I just felt a little hokey, right? Like yeah. just not it was a
0: very way. static, just, yeah. at that point, you might as well just roll the dice and not have the models on the board.
1: Exactly. So, so that was the theory, and I wanted to test it, and um, man, we, we, I think we learned a lot. And so this yeah. time, we introduced alternating activations per person. Right, So it went mm-hmm. one person on the Loyalist side, one person on the Traitor side, mm-hmm. and and we let people go back and forth. And you could move a, an entire Knight uh, banner uh, if you used the command point. But if not, we really did go back multiple, just model per model. Yep. In the second battle for Ariano Forge, it was just Knights and Titans
2: and a few... Super like, Heavy Tanks. Super Heavy Tanks, yeah. I think that was about it. Yeah. That was it. That was it. And... Uh,
0: I think yeah. we have a few pictures and videos on the uh facebook page
1: we do actually jesse you took beautiful pictures <laughs> of that event and you have an album on our facebook page is it uh, i think that's on
0: the ri- i think the album is on the richmond 30k page is it okay i think we have a video too on the Remembrancers retreat page
2: awesome yeah no that was that was a lot of fun it was we took the whole back room uh <laughs> of battlegrounds
1: which i mean you know, Awesome. I have to say thank you to Battlegrounds for continuing to let us host these events or hosting these events. Um, because being able to have that large of a play area um,
2: is just—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's—it's it's an honor and and uh, be able to take to that up. Um,
0: we're we're pretty lucky to have such an yeah. awesome game store here in yeah. Richmond.
1: Yeah we are. Battlegrounds is
2: by far the nicest game tour that I've played in. Um, anyway.: So that brings us to the third one, the third Ariana Forge. And part three. Part three, the, the story <laughs> continues.
1: And uh, yeah, we're, Ariana three, the conquest of Ariana Forge is is literally in, in terms of rules, is the evolution of
2: uh, everything that's come before.
0: So, with this being said, the rules are going to be, well, somewhat dramatically changed. Yeah. Which I know somewhat dramatically is kind of well, no. oxenomer, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're, it's going to have a Heresy theme, a lot of elements from Age of Darkness 1st Edition. And uh, we're actually going to incorporate a lot of the 8th Edition Titan rules this time.
1: Yeah, no, we are,
2: and and Jesse, you and I have talked about this kind of mm-hmm. offline. Uh, like, we are not, uh, I would say, in the uh, in the camp where we hate Eighth Edition
1: uh, rules, right? I think, yeah. and I and I think actually, I think, Por- I think Forge World, the design studio and the design team as well, I, I think are in the same camp. It just to to transition Horus Heresy from 7th edition to 8th edition would just be a monumental um, labor of effort, and I just don't think they have the staff to do that. And I think for a lot of the players who are comfortable playing in 7th edition um, and the Age of Darkness, which is the accumulated rule set of Twenty years, right? Since third yeah. edition, <laughs> and I mean, I'm comfortable playing in that because I've been sure. playing Warhammer the, the entire time. So those rules to me are comfortable. But when you start looking at eighth edition rules, and I look at eighth edition rules specifically from the Titans and the Knights and the super heavy vehicles, they offer an incredible opportunity to have uh, dynamic, uh, dynamic play on the table. The way that damage scales. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Jesse, I don't know, if you, you're probably better versed at 8th edition than I am, but for our listeners, can you explain, since we're primarily a 30K podcast, can you explain in, in 8th edition what I'm talking about when I say like damage scales, how yeah. that
0: works? Yeah. So, like in 8th edition, there's a few differences. Like for once, or for once, for one, um, damage is no longer static. Like, you don't take a single whole point. Uh, there's a damage statistic for weapons. So I- I'll read off, um, let's see, just for shits and giggles, we'll do a uh, Reaver Battle Titan. Has an Apocalypse Missile Launcher. The range is 24 inches to 360 inches. Heavy 12. All right, I follow all this so far. Sure. Uh, strength 7. AP is minus 2. So, which is a little bit different than how uh, we play in Horus Heresy. Um, the AP in eighth edition, you subtract from saves. It's no it's not a static, okay, this AP beats your save, so it goes right through. No, it reduces your save. So, like, for example, if you have an AP two weapon and your target has AP or has a save of three up, you subtract two from three, so now you have a five up save.
1: Right. It becomes harder to make that armor save.
0: Correct. Yeah. And uh, also another profile is the damage profile. In this case, the Apocalypse Missile Launcher has a damage profile of two, which means that it would subtract for every wound two damage.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And
1: everything has wounds in 8th edition.
0: Everything has wounds. Everything uh, has strength and toughness, too. There's no armor values, per se, in uh, 8th edition.
1: Right. Right. There's no more distinguishing between a monstrous creature and a vehicle um everything has wounds everything has strength everything has stuff everything has leadership Mm -hmm. um so it's 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 a much more I, i think it's a cleaner design i think it's it's designed better to um incorporate that really cinematic play experience which i know jesse's getting to but when you start taking damage um, in 8th edition. So, like, how many wounds does a Reaver start off with? It. A
0: Reaver has... Let's see. A reaver has 60 wounds.
1: Okay, so 60 wounds. It sounds like a lot, but I'm telling you guys, you can... Those wounds can go away really quickly with uh, the multiple damage and some of the...
0: Let's say, like, a Reaver Volcano Cannon. A Reaver Volcano Cannon. 180-inch uh, range. Macro D6, which we'll get to that here in a little bit. Sure. So that means it has D6 shots, strength twenty five, minus five AP, and it does twelve damage per hit.
2: Wow! Yeah. So twelve. So, yeah. Yeah. Right there.
1: I mean, six. You, you know, if you roll well on the to hit six times twelve, you you know you could potentially one shot a reaver. You're not going to because of what we're going to talk about here in a second. But
0: and like for uh, for knights, yeah. Questorus knights, if. Uh, I know the ones here in this Imperial Armor book have 24 wounds each. Okay. And Saracis Pattern Knights have 27 wounds. Okay. And, let's see, most damage, let's see, a Saracis Shock Lance, it's mainly plus six strength, six damage. I'm looking at these weapons, and it's not going to be a case like we have in Age of Darkness 1st Edition, where you fight a knight versus a knight, roll two sixes, that other knight is gone. Like, you're not going to have that here.
1: You're, from what I see, you're you're not and you're not going to have the roll six to win. You're not going to get a six on a destroyer table, which then lets you roll an additional d six, and that none of that can be saved. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no saves available. That's the part right. of the destroyer table the, that
0: the d chart is gone.
1: The d chart is gone,
0: and we decide not to use the modified d chart back from back in the day. Which I don't know if that's even a well, thing. we did decide. Yeah, that. well, but
1: that's was, true. Forge World didn't bring that forward into the Age of Darkness rules, which I think was bound to happen yeah but um i do think that's something that would have helped
0: but at the same time having different damage values for attacks is going to be pretty cool and dynamic
1: i think it should be pretty cool and dynamic the part that i'm most excited about though and the reason why i I decided to use eighth edition this is all an experiment guys um this is not me trying to bring the heresy into Eighth by any means i'm not an advocate for that I, i i'm literally just trying to figure out if Using the existing Eighth Edition rules provides a more dynamic play experience, and I think it will because so a Reaver Titan that starts out with seventy wounds, Jesse, how many wounds does it have to take before it gets worse?
0: It has to take ten wounds. So it for only, Warlord,
1: so it only okay, so it only has to take ten wounds, and then it starts to it, degrade. It starts to degrade, right? Yep. So it's gonna does it, is, does it affect its movement?
0: Yep. So okay, so. At full strength, a Warlord Titan can move 18 inches. Wow. Um, in melee, it hits on a 4-up. Not bad. In shooting, it hits on a 2-up. Yep. And its Void Shields are 3-up saves. It's a, basically an invuln save. It's a
1: 3-up involve save yep.
2: on your Void Shield. Yep.
0: When you go down to 59 wounds, it's suddenly, the movement is reduced by 4 inches to 14 inches. Still hits on a 4 in melee, but now it shoots and hits on a 3-up instead of 2-up. Okay. And the void shields go down to a four up invuln as opposed to a three up. I
1: love it. Yeah. And so it feels like you're starting to take damage. It feels like you're starting to have to divert some of your, you know, um, energy and I guess, uh, you know, your motive systems and your, your princeps is distracted and your, your tech priest is no longer trying to, you know, send all energy to the, you know, the volcano cannons. He's like, hey, yeah, I got to divert some of this energy to fix the void shields. Um, there's no way to bring void shields back up in aid. So once you start taking damage, you just continue to take it, right? Right. Yeah.
0: You don't count your void shields. It's just basically a... St- it's just a save. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier.
1: It does. It does. Um,
0: Especially with so many wounds, keeping track of 70 wounds and yeah. like whatever void shields you'd have.
1: Yeah. yeah. So how bad does it get? I mean...
0: So if you get down to the lowest of the low... Yeah. If you have less than ten wounds remaining, you have an eight-inch move. Uh, in melee, it's hitting on a six. Wow! Its shooting is hitting on a five, and you have a six-up infall. So you like still, you're, yeah. you're you're floating yeah. you're floating dead in the water. No, you're point.
1: you're you're definitely you're you're close to reactor overload for sure. Um, which I think is still a thing, right? If the if the reaver go if the reaver loses all but, of its wounds.
0: I was looking at the warlord, but let's oh, see. Sorry. Um no, you're fine. On oh, a cataclysmic explosion. Yeah. If this model is reduced yeah, if this model is reduced to zero wounds, roll a D six before removing the model from the battlefield. On a five up, it suffers cat- yeah, a cataclysmic explosion. And each unit within three D six suffers two D six mortal wounds.
1: Mortal wounds <sighs> go through involves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Involves cannot be saved again. Yeah, you cannot save mortal wounds.
1: You Cannot save a mortal wound.
0: That's another 8th edition
1: wow. game mechanic. So, so I think that's going to be a, a very cool tactic to exploit if people are savvy about playing it. It also makes Titans want to move, right? Yeah.
0: And also, like, 2d6 wounds, not yeah. terrible. Not terrible. Like, unless you're super weak, you're going to be okay. But still, the potential of taking 12 points of damage... Exactly, and you still and, want to stay away from that. Yeah,
1: and and it's probably you're probably close to end game at that point. Yep, or you've just played really aggressively, um, and so two d six wounds might make the
2: difference. And it's two d six wounds that are going through void shields. So cool. Um, all right, man. What else are we getting into?
0: Um. So, I mentioned macro. Yeah. Earlier. Yes. So macro in a Forge World in 8th edition is a special rule where if a weapon with a macro rule is shooting at another titanic or building you double the damage
2: you do
1: and, and so I've been, on, I've been on a lot of forums and I've been talking to a lot of guys that run similar events um, in fact most of the, the titan walks uh, the sanctioned titan walks that are being done right now like with Warhammer um, World. Warhammer World, uh Warhammer Citadel, um, the guys that are doing those, the Titan Owners Club guys, um s- specifically do not use the macro cannon rules because it it just it's too aggressive. Um Titans and knights will take damage too quickly yeah, and it's you're almost
0: making, back to yeah, the you know, yeah. roll a six, roll a six, okay, yeah. your knight's dead.
1: Yeah. So so, the advice of, of those guys, and, and when I talked to them, is, is I, w- I was talking to them about, you know, potentially trying out eighth edition rules, and they said, absolutely don't use macro cannon mm-hmm. uh, or macro
2: rules, and uh, things will last longer on the table, which is always. awesome.
0: Yeah. So, I know one rule in eighth edition that we're not really going to use per se is the command points that you get for, like, when you have. Right. I don't know what you call it. The, um,
2: well, get the Force points.
0: Organization yeah, exactly. chart in 8th edition. We're not going to yeah. do that. Um, however, you do have command points, which you used uh, in last game, but they're much different than what we use in 8th edition.
1: They are. So this is something that I wanted to um, give people. It's a one-time use only, uh, and they're very cinematic uh, they, they, I guess they allow you to do very cinematic effects on the table. So uh, a command point
2: can be used, and there's a little token that you get when you register for these events um, that you can use. It'll allow you to do something like uh, fire
1: one weapon again, even if you've already fired, or it might let you Bring your wound level up one. Uh, so we were just talking about reavers. So it may let you improve your wounds from I don't know, forty to fifty,
2: or regain some level of health. It may let you. Um, I don't know. I, I you know we're
1: still we're still thinking through some of this with you know with eighth edition. But okay, so you could. If you were running a night house, uh, you could use that one command point to activate your entire banner simultaneously, which would have uh, an amazing
2: effect in game. Being able to do that, um, as we talk about alternating activations, uh, you could overload your plasma core. You know, if you wanted to just go
1: out with a bang, you could. You could be able to uh, roll on that Titanic explosion chart um, automatically without having to, uh, to make a roll for it, or potentially without being at zero wounds. Maybe if you were at two wounds, you know, you could move forward that last eight inches, and then uh, and then overload your core. So the, the the I mean the idea here with the use of these command points, Jesse, is not to replicate some type of stratagem. Already in eighth edition, mm-hmm. it's really to have a very cinematic and uh, uh, thematic effect on the table. And when people uh, register for the for the event, they'll get a, a card
2: along with their token. It's a very cool MDF token that uh, our buddy Wake makes, um, which is the
1: they call that the the skull, the cog. The skull and the cog, the mechanicum. I just symbol. called the
0: mechanicum symbol.
1: Yeah, I
0: am sure. I'm sure there's a. Uh, there's logo, a I'm sure there's a gothic name for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there's definitely a, goth- <laughs> a gothic name for it. But it's the uh, it's the skull and the mechanicum.
0: Someone out there is cog. yelling it right now at their car. <laughs> it's this.
1: Yeah. Right. Um. So you'll 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 get a, a you'll get a, a list of what you can do with that. We haven't
2: quite finalized it yet, but it will be very cool, and it will it will work in the rule set that we're using.
0: Cool. So I mentioned, you mentioned the MDF token, and I know from last year, last uh, event, there was a pretty awesome swag that came with this event. You want to talk about that?
2: Yeah. So um,
1: another reason I do these events is, is to be able to give the community
2: something um, that I think people like, which is um, really cool. Uh, event support, really cool prize support. Um, but it's not just prize support. You don't
1: have to win anything. You just win by showing up, and it's included in your entry fee. So I work with, um, I work with a lot of artists in the heresy
2: community. Um, the, uh, the art that you see on the event page, uh, is done by Kurt
1: uh, Metz, and Kurt Metz is also the artist for. Um, Ryan Kimmel's event at Adepticon. Uh, If you're familiar with Radio Free Istvan, he's done a lot of art for them. He's done a lot of art for other 30K podcasts. Uh, Kurt is...
0: He does our podcast uh, artwork. He does our (laughs) podcast
1: artwork. Yeah, Kurt's an amazing artist, and he's he's a huge part of this community. And so um, every time... I do an Ariana Forge event, I reach out to Kurt and I ask him to do something special. And he does, and we print it, and it's an exclusive print. Uh, There will never be any more than what we get printed. And so those posters um, are available at our events until they're gone. And so if you sign up for an Ariana Forge event and you pre-register, which the cost of that is $25, which I know a lot of. People listening right now will be like, wow, it's a lot. And it is. Um, but half of that goes to Battlegrounds uh, for supporting our events, for being awesome hosts and letting us take up their basically entire play area for a Saturday or a Sunday. And then the other half goes to um, just paying for that event support. So. I am not by any means making money off of these events, guys. In fact, each time I do one, I, I go into the hole a little bit. Uh, but that's okay. I do it because I love to see people come out and have a good time. And I love to be able to play in events like this. So it's, a, it's, it's definitely a win. It's a win-win, hopefully. Um, so in addition to the, the... So for this one, for this, for this
2: Ariana Forge... We're gonna, we'll call it the Conquest of Ariana Forge. Hmm. If you pre-register for $25, you will get the exclusive artwork that Kurt did for um, the last Ariana Forge event. So you'll get a
1: poster for the Battle in the Ash Wastes. You'll also get a poster for this event, um, which is an awesome warlord uh, you can see it on the event page. It's
0: uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Fucking, it's yeah, absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah, no, he Kurt did an absolute knockout job on this, and so you'll get that as well. And you will also get the um, Mechanicum Skull and Cog uh, Command Point Token, which is an MDF token that our our buddy Wake did too. And Wake does a lot of help for uh,
2: our events as well as sort of special projects. <laughs>
1: So you get all that and uh, you also get to send me, and please do this, please send me your, um, your list, what you're bringing. Uh, this is not a point-restricted event. So if you want to show up with an entire nighthouse, house, just send me that ahead of time. Let me know what you're going to um, register as, or you're going to be a loyalist, or you're going to be a trader, who your, who your night house or who your Titan Legio is. Um, or if you want to come with a super heavy tank hunter detachment of shadow swords, uh, if you just want to go titan hunting with some shadow swords, that would be super badass. Um, so send me that, and I will make sure that I print out the 8th edition data slate for your unit, and or your units. And so you will have those. I will laminate them, and you will have those when you register. Um, yeah. Also on prize support, guys, so if uh, this is there's a hard cap on this event just because of the, the area that we have and sort of the size of the event. Um, but if we don't fill up, so if we don't get 12 people who pre-register, I think we're at two right now, so there's plenty of space. Um, if we don't get 12 people who pre-register, you'll be able to show up the day of the event at the door and just pay five bucks to Battlegrounds. That'll be your entry fee, and uh, you'll be able to play. You'll get a command point token, and um, you'll be able to purchase additional swag there at the event, um, but you won't be required to do so. So Hopefully that'll make it more accessible to people that want to come out and play in the
2: event but don't necessarily have um, the funds to do that. Well, cool. Um,
0: see, and that's going to be on November eleventh. It is. That, yep.
2: Veterans Day.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So most people hopefully have the Monday off. So it's, it is on a Sunday. So, but got the holiday off the next day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you have Monday off. Um, and if not, then don't stay out super late drinking yeah. with <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> Which uh, what what time do we start?
2: We start at uh, a little schedule out here. Oh, yeah. Some sheets. I think the, the event's going to start around
1: 12. Um, we usually do a pregame at 11 uh, at Billiards, which is right next door to Battlegrounds. It's mm-hmm. a cool little pool hall. Um,
2: great service. Yeah,
0: great food. Great, great food, beer.
2: Great beer. Great hostesses. Bartenders. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then so the uh, sort of the Event will start at 12.
1: We'll go through the, uh, the introduction, introduce you to the rules, introduce you to the play style if you're unfamiliar.
0: Yeah, we'll have definitely an FAQ
1: yeah. yes. to go
0: with it, along with it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we won't let anyone get totally lost in the, in the weeds. Um, we should kick off round one, and uh, we should be finished by six. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I I really hope we get a good turnout, and
0: and that's the key thing here. Like we're doing all sorts of crazy different stuff with this, and just to have fun, let's try. We're just trying to maximize the enjoyment out of this game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how many other formats would let you bring a full night house and a full, you know, potentially Titan Manipul. <laughs> I mean. In 28 millimeter. Now we have Adeptus Titanicus. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can play your, your tiny knights and your, your tiny titans, which is awesome. And actually, one thing I didn't mention, Jesse, speaking of Adeptus Titanicus, since mm-hmm. we've been sort of playing with it and uh, following along with it, uh, one of the rules I'm going to introduce in Ariana Forge is borrowed from Adeptus Titanicus. And that is if you are running a knight banner, so if you have two or more knights and you overlay their void shields, so if you say at the beginning of the shooting phase, those void shields are pointing in the same direction, you will improve your invulnerable save from a five up to a four up. So that should give that's people cool. yeah, that should give yeah. people some additional Which, survivability. That
0: void shield, the five up that's from the eighth edition rules. I know in, yes. the ion shields are typically four up in horse heresy. Yes. But it, it's I think in the eighth edition, they it doesn't matter what, since there's no facing, it's just an overall five. Up. That's right. That's right. So, yeah.
1: No, that's a good point, Jesse. Thanks. Yeah, and so and so right. So when you're in when you're looking at this from a sort of a, a
2: Age of Darkness rule set perspective, um, you know those void shields in Age of Darkness are going to be taking less shots than they are in um, Eighth Edition. Mm-hmm. So
1: that yeah. void shield just becomes more important uh
2: i think uh
1: in in the in the heresy setting but uh yeah so um one of the other things we do in this event which i'm really excited to do again uh again there's no winners and losers right this is an ongoing narrative and you are if you show up and you play in the event you literally are writing yourself into the lore of ariana forge and so the last time we did this uh, we asked everybody who came to fill out uh i don't know what you call it like a a page on on the uh the engines that they would that they brought right so if you brought like a, a reaver titan what the high gothic name was what the low gothic name was and uh jesse you had an awesome uh, you do have an awesome night household i don't know if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that but
0: oh yeah the uh, Night house viridian from the master of mankind um our man will Lancaster, he painted them all up and was uh looking to sell them, and I was like, uh, yeah, I couldn't say no to it, no, absolutely <laughs> not no and but yeah, it's beautiful. got the baroness's uh, knight castigator, I got a lancer, I got two paladins, and they're all in this black armor with um just imperial symbols all over them. Uh, we'll use the custodian decal sheet, the transfer sheet there yeah, and so they're
1: absolutely gorgeous they're they're the house feridian that goes into the webway
0: yep alongside the custodians
1: alongside the custodians sisters and oh yeah they're just gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so so jesse would have filled out one of these cards um and just to give you guys an idea of, of how the lore evolves in ariana forge we got a um we have a local guy who's uh He's, uh, I would say, he's he's deep in the lore, um, and so this is a shout out to uh, to Manny. Actually, Manny, if you're listening, this is one of Manny's entries. So his, this is a, a knight Majera, and the knight Majera's name in Low Gothic. We don't have the High Gothic, but the Low Gothic. If anyone wants to send us the High Gothic translation of this, please, please do. Uh, the Low Gothic is the true king. So the true king is, uh, you know, it's a Majera, So he has the siege claw and a lightning cannon. And then the seneschal's name is Vladimir, the Outcast King, from the Night House, the Betrayed. Right. <laughs> so uh,
2: I it's just pretty heavy. Yeah, oh,
1: it's so deep, man. It's so metal, and um, I'm just. And Manny actually, Manny, Manny made some good recommendations here. His recommendation was make the table shorter for Knights. and Manny you will be very pleased to know that we have taken your suggestion into uh into consideration and Knights for this um for this upcoming event, Knights will get a forty eight inch remove.
0: move. Forty eight inch?
1: Forty eight so four oh. four feet up the table. So Knights oh, will wow. okay. yeah so Knights will get a four foot basically pre deployment. That's
0: a massive scout move. (laughs) It's a massive
1: scout move, but they need it. Yeah. You know, they need it. Because we we learned last time that it's really, knights need more room to, they need to be able to get into close combat and assault quicker with the other heavy um, units. And I think it'll just be more, it'll be more dynamic. Sure. So, so yeah. So thanks, Manny. that entry as well as others
0: and that'll be interesting because now the titans need to start worrying about those knights and stuff down the floor before they have to worry about the big guys in the back
1: well absolutely so so now the knights the screen having your knights out in front to sort of intercept other knights and other potentially super heavy dangerous creatures critters
2: um becomes much more important so yeah um all these things man so very important yeah
0: i'm looking forward to it, and like I
2: said, we're still getting, fi- figuring things out. Yeah.
0: But uh, I, there's a lot of cool rules here, but it's like easy enough where everyone can pick up real easily.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think anything is going to be too hard. I mean, the, that's, I mean, that's the whole reason they did 8th edition, right? It's because it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking easy. <laughs> it's a very man. streamlined. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you can, you can look at your data sheet and be but like, I, think, "I know what I'm supposed to
0: do." I think it's funny. It's these eighth edition rules for the Titans actually add more complexity in an Age of Darkness. Yeah, which is kind of funny.
1: It is. It, it certainly does add a, a level of. Uh, it adds. I wouldn't say that's more complexity. That's a level of, of sort of cinematic uh, feel to the game as your as your engine degrades. But it's mm-hmm. all very. I mean, it's it's right there on it just. If you would put it to seventh edition terms, your your weapon skill gets worse, your ballistic skill gets worse, your save gets worse yeah. as you sort of degrade. Um, the upside is you start off super strong. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm just excited to see this how this works on the table.
0: It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Just, it's definitely yeah. <laughs> shit's gonna shit's gonna blow up, man. It's going to be it's a fun gonna, time. There's going to be yeah. beautiful models on a beautiful big board. And we're just going to have fun with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dave. Yeah, if, any, if anybody's interested in registering up, we have the event on Facebook, Remembranceers Retreat Events page. We have a link for it on Richmond 30K. We have a link for it on our podcast webpage. I'll put a link up to it on this uh, file.
1: Oh, thanks, Jesse. Yeah, and, not a problem. Yeah, and if anybody, uh, if anybody can't find it and just wants to hit me up, uh, shoot me a PM, I'll take care of you and make sure you guys get, uh, get registered for the event. So yep.
0: thanks. Shoot us an email, leave us a comment. If you're not on Facebook, we'll, we'll find you.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll set you up. All right. And yeah, so November 11th at Battlegrounds. Pre-game at 11 at Billiards. Registration starts 12 o'clock at Battlegrounds itself. Runs till about 6 or whenever. Yeah. We'll have a fun time. So thank you, Dave.
1: Thanks, Jesse.
0: See you guys next time. Cheers.